Warning, this podcast contains foul language, sexual situations, and discussions of drugs and drinking. Yeah. Welcome Welcome to to Fuck Shakespeare. Shakespeare, a podcast for the Shakespeareanly challenged. And anyone who really enjoys some saucy dick jokes. Teachers, we might insult you a little bit, sorry. Okay, everybody, enjoy! Content warning. Mention of sexual assault. I should lick a tiny dick. Is that the intro? (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Maybe. (laughs) We'll see if I leave it in. With Erin's editing. (laughs) Anyway, I'm Erin. And I'm Diana. And next to us in the booth is a little tiny penis. Yeah, it's carved out of citrine or something. Yeah, so it's an abundant penis. Yes. (laughs) But that maybe explains the intro. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. Okay. Uh, welcome to Midsummer Night's Dream 3 and Fairyland. Okay, and just to be clear, we aren't talking flitty Tinkerbell bewinged fairies here. Yeah, yeah. We're talking like English fairies, which are a totally different kettle of fish. Yeah, fish and mushrooms and (laughs) flowers and all kinds of things. Fairies did all kinds of things all the way up through Victorian England. You know, they were mischievous and they affected, they were almost godlike in the sense that they could uh, they could have an impact on the human environment without the humans knowing yeah and so it's not they're not cute little sprinkle fairy dust fairies they are these are very powerful beings yeah Yeah. who can affect seasons Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. and uh change the growth of plants and Mm -hmm. things like that Mm -hmm. so that's a lot of power before okay so before christianity came Mm -hmm. to england these fairies and sprites were helpful creatures and undines yeah right yes helpful creatures in the household and then of course christianity changed fucked everything for the worse so sorry (laughs) sorry but you know you know if you've uh, seen or read harry potter right there are elves elves. that are that are helpful and even um brownies get Mm -hmm. mentioned in lots of stories house brownies that 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 live in the house and come out at night when the humans are asleep and do things yeah there's an old tale called the elves and the shoemaker Mm -hmm, right right. and these little elves help him make his shoes yep out night when he's sleeping Mm -hmm. so yeah also we've talked about this I think we talked about it during Romeo and Juliet, although I don't remember why we talked about it. But that that um, the knots that you get in your hair when elf you locks. sleep. Yeah. yeah, elf locks. Because Mercutio talks about them. Oh, in his, right. Yeah, okay. In his speech. Yeah. So fairyland was like this magical place where the fairies went when they were not in human realm. Right. So and humans don't really go there. The stratosphere. Right. No, <laughs> it was out there somewhere. So when they talk about fairyland, you know. It's like Brigadoon. Yeah. Right. Schmigadoon. Schmigadoon. Did you guys see that show? It was oh, very funny. so funny. So funny. Um, but it's not on Earth. And so it's like, but on Earth, they're associated with the green world. So if you guys have ever seen like a character in Celtic mythology called the green, the green man, man. Mm-hmm. he's kind of like Oberon. And Oberon and Titania are the king and queen of fairyland, which means there's huge, supernatural, powerful, powerful beings. Right. Like king and queen of the universe. Right. The fucking universe, you know? So this ain't no, like, itty-bitty nothing, nobody cares, you don't have... You, you're not the boss of me. Kind of thing. <laughs> no, man. You know. They are the boss. They are the boss of you. <laughs> yeah. So when you're playing them or speaking them, just think about that. Having supreme cosmic power. Yeah. What the fuck that must feel like, right? Yeah. Awesome. And then there's another character, Puck. Right. Robin Goodfellow. Yeah. In the household, he might have been called Robin Goodfellow, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, then his name shifted to Puck because he was he became a little more mischievous, yep. right? He causes some troubles. And how is he different from them? Well, he's not a fairy. He's not a fairy. 
He right. serves the fairy king, but he's not a fairy. Right. So he's one of the fairy king's henchmen, Oberon's henchmen. And henchmen were like people, who, uh, pages who had a place of honor. It was important and a great job. And, you know, they uh, the king depended on you. Right. Right hand, right hand yeah. goblin. Yeah. Right hand <laughs> goblin. Hobgoblin. Yeah. So he's called a hobgoblin. So he's different. He's uh, uh, Pan. The god Pan was very much like of Remember, that sort. Pan flute. Pan flute. Pan flute. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, he could be partly beast and partly human, human. shape. Uh, I've seen lots of pucks, you know, in different kinds of costume, but he's usually darker and right. a little more, you know, and devilly. And there's no wings on him. No. Just saying, he, Just saying. No, he he ain't no little Tinkerbell. He's a he's no. he is a meddlesome trickster. trickster. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And he will describe in his speech some of his antics that he does to torture the humans. <laughs> so you'll you'll actually get to hear those. Yeah. And so in this scene, we meet all these people, all these characters, mm -hmm. because we already met the court characters, then we met the the working men characters, mm -hmm. and now we're going to meet the fairy characters. Right. And these are all the three different groups that right. are in this play. Three different storylines that come together yeah. in an interesting way. In the forest, of mm -hmm. course. Of course. Um, and Oberon and Titania are feuding, mm -hmm. fighting. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So they are another set of lovers in the in the play. We've got Hermia and Lysander. We've got Demetrius and Helena. We've got Pyramus and Thisbe. And we have Oberon and Titania. And, and we've got and Theseus, Theseus and Hippolyta. Right. right. So we've got all these sets of lovers. And what are they fighting about? Well... I'm so glad you asked. Yes. They're fighting because uh, one of Titania's favorite humans yeah. became pregnant. And while she was pregnant, they they hung out a lot together. And they had this lovely time. And then she died in childbirth. Yeah. And so Titania vows to raise this child yeah. because it was a, a friend of hers who died. And so she... She vows to raise the child, but Oberon doesn't like the fact that she's doting on this child, and he is very annoyed, jealous, whatever, yeah. um, about her affection for this kid, and he wants the kid for his own, to take it away from her and punish her, but also because it would hurt her for him to have the child. Yeah. He's mad. He's, his feelings are hurt because she's not paying all, all her attention to him. Yeah. And guys, I know, you know, uh, if you're teenagers and you're listening to this, uh, you won't understand this quite yet. But this is a common phenomenon when babies are new because, yes, moms pay a lot of attention to the infants because it takes a lot of time to care for them. And then dads feel left out unless they get really actively involved in right. taking care of the child. Right. And then yeah, moms can so, feel left out. <laughs> yeah. So it's a children, tough time. Right. Children are hard to navigate. It's a tough time. And people get, you know, unless they speak about it, they right. get their feelings hurt. Again, see, Diana brings Communicate. up communication. Yeah. This is what it's all about. In this play, that's what it's all about. Oh, yeah. They're giving you so many examples of why, you know, if you just talked about this, <laughs> it would, would all be better. Right. We wouldn't be. I swear. <laughs> yeah. There'd be no play <laughs> if you if actually just... just said, I, I'm just feeling bad that you're not paying attention to me. Oh, well, okay. Right. <laughs> now we can deal with that. Right, exactly. But instead he's like, I want to take this thing from you. Right. Yeah. Now it's referred to as the changeling child. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about that. Because children in infancy, mm -hmm. since there were so many complications about, um, I mean, Aaron just talked about dying in childbirth, right? And then there were children died in infancy all, all the, the time. time, all the time. And so sometimes women would go out to pray to the gods out in the woods and they'd leave the baby thinking that something's going to happen, um, hopefully, and they, you know, either it will get cured or it will get taken somehow and if they came back and found it they had this story in their heads that the fairies had replaced their sick baby with a better baby you know a right. well baby yep. right and so maybe their sick baby goes off to die in fairyland with the fairies so this could go the other way too the fairies could steal babies right and so, so they're that's not what a changeling child is. <laughs> yeah. So Titania didn't steal this baby. This baby was abandoned because his mother died. died. Right. Yeah. But it's a changeling child. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 
And so there's a huge disruption in the natural world. Right, because they're fighting. Because Oberon and Titania control all the weather and all the, you know, seasons the and all the stuff. Of and plants. since they're angry, yeah, <laughs> none of that stuff is happening properly. Right, it's all yeah. cattywampus. <laughs> ah, there's a great word. Great word. <laughs> Says Tyrion from her stool. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right. All right. The Hound is going to read Puck now. <laughs> <laughs> Too funny. Okay, so we're in a wood near Athens. Yeah. A league without the town. There shall we meet, right? Exactly. Yes. And so from opposite places, two different... Well, however or, they discover right, each other. they discover each other. There's a fairy that is part of Titania's court, and then there's Puck. Right. How oh, now, spirit, whither wander you? She's reading Puck. <laughs> Um, over hill, over dale, thorough brush, thorough briar, over park, over pale, thorough flood, thorough fire. I do wander everywhere, swifter than the moon's sphere. Yeah, should we explain some? So a pale, yeah. a pale is an animal enclosure. So this fairy has been everywhere, in lots of different places. And thorough is just through. Through, but it it helps the meter. Notice the rhythm of this, guys. It's not iambic pentameter. It's not because it's, it's not. fairy speak. It has some other, you know, fancy smushy smushy name, but 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 <laughs> smushy smushy name should be talked about because someone might want to do a paper on why the fairies don't speak in iambic pentameter. Yeah, but. I'd forgotten the name of the schmushy schmushy. <laughs> okay, it's but, but it's a seven-beat rhythm, and right. so you'll notice that it's a little bit off. It's magic speak. Magic So in the macro play, the witches speak with this very same mm-hmm. rhythm, and fairies speak with this rhythm. So when you when you hear things like this, you're like, oh, wait, we're in magic land. Right. This is something magical is happening. Right. Okay, and uh, I do wonder uh, everywhere, swifter than the moon's sphere. And so the spheres... When they talk about the music of the spheres, mm-hmm. um, they believed, or Ptolemy, P T O L E M Y. Yeah, he was an old dude from long before Shakespeare's time, but they believed that the way that the planets traveled around each other was because each one was fixed into a crystal sphere. Mm-hmm. And all the spheres were inside of each other, like one of those Russian dolls. And the spheres moved past each other, and you could hear, because you know how when you rub your finger on a, on a crystal glass and it makes a beautiful sound? So, you know, and so that as the spheres were moving, they were making this sound out in the heavens. Oh, my goodness, must have been beautiful. Beautiful to imagine. So right. that's what she's talking about. I, I can move faster than the moon's sphere. Right. Um, and I serve the fairy queen. To do her orbs upon the green, the cowslips tall her pensioners be. Yeah, but I I, I, I just stopped because I didn't know what I was saying. (laughs) And I serve the fairy queen to do her orbs upon the green. So she's she's decorating the green things with dew. Yeah, so cute. And pensioners are her royal guards, members of her royal. So cowslips are a kind of flower. Flower, yes. The cowslips tall her pensioners be in their gold coat spots, you see. Those be rubies, fairy favors. In those freckles live their saviors. So, yeah, so she's describing the cowslips and yeah. what they look like. But I love this fairy favors. They're like love hickeys yeah. from the fairies. Right, right. The little spots. <laughs> little on ruby the spots on yeah. the flowers. Yeah, yeah. The fairies are giving them hickeys. Uh, and savers are perfumes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I must go seek some. I'm speaking really well today, just so you know. Okay. I must go seek some dewdrops here and hang a pearl in every cowslip's ear. Farewell, thou lob of spirits, I'll be gone. Our queen and all our elves come here anon. Yeah, so you better go because Titania's on her way. And anon means soon. Soon. Right, yep. and uh, lob of spirits? Uh, he's like a, the not, he's not the bright and happy sweet one. He's okay. more of a dark one. Okay. Yeah, yep. so she's like, I know who you are. And Puck stops her. The king doth keep his revels here tonight. Take heed, the queen come not within his sight. For Oberon is passing fell and wrath. <laughs> he's mad as fuck. He's mad as fuck, and he's not going to take it anymore. <laughs> he's fierce and angry. That's what fell and, right? We've had the word fell before, I know. Because that she, as her attendant, hath a lovely boy stolen from an Indian king. He's got the story wrong Wrong. already. Misinformation, false news, fake news. 
She never had so sweet a changeling. There he goes. He brings in the word right away. Yeah. Right? And jealous Oberon would have the child, knight of his train, to trace the forests wild. Trace just means traverse. So Travel. he wants he wants he wants him to follow him instead right. of follow Titania. And be a, a knight, a knight in his court. Yes. Yeah. But she perforce withholds the loved boy, crowns him with flowers, and makes him all her joy. And now they never meet in grove or green, by fountain clear, or spangled starlight sheen. But they do square, that all their elves for fear creep into acorn cups and hide them there. Square being fight. Every yeah. time they see each other, they fight. Yeah, there's and a you, brawl. And you notice how both the fairy and Puck have now called the retinues of both of them elves, not mm. fairies. Yeah. Very, yeah. very interesting. Different. Right? Um, and creep into acorn cups gives you an idea of how big these creatures are. Right. right? Mm -hmm. Tiny, tiny. Uh, and the fairy says, Either I mistake your shape and making quite, or else you are that shrewd and knavish sprite called Robin Goodfellow. Are you not he that frights the maidens of the villagery? Skim milk and sometimes labor in the... This is really interesting, Kern. right? Kern, right? Kern. And if you didn't know how to pronounce that, the next word that rhymes with it is pronounced churn, churn right? Yeah. So the rhymes can help you a lot, guys, you know, if you follow them and figure them out. Right. Yeah. And kern is interesting also because kernel. Yes. Right? Nice. Kernel. And so a kern is a hand mill for grinding grain. Yeah. So you could do just a little bit of corn in your house if you weren't going to make a, a cornmeal right. bread or something. Yep. Yep. You know? right. So he, so not only does he fright the maidens, but he skims the milk. So he takes that cream off the top of the yeah, milk. Yeah. For himself. <laughs> yummy, yummy, yummy. <laughs> and, and sometimes labor in the kern and bootless make the breathless housewife churn. So bootless means uselessly. Yeah. And the housewife is, you know, so she's trying to grind her corn and Puck is stopping it from grinding. So she's like working and working. And why isn't this fucking corn grinding? <laughs> right. Why am yeah. I getting breathless by doing this little tiny bit of work? <laughs> yeah. However. Housewife is a great word. Yes. Because it also means whore. Woo! Whore. Yeah. yeah. So bootless make the breathless whore work. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> right? Uh, and sometimes great? make the drink to bear no barm. Barm so, is fermentation. So it goes flat. He keeps the he keeps the beer from fermenting. Right. Uh, mislead night wanderers laughing at their harm. Those that hobgoblin call you and sweet puck, you do their work. And they shall have good luck. Are you not he? Right. So if you call them sweet puck, if they call you sweet, sweet puck, puck, you might help them. Uh-huh. Yeah? But if they call you hobgoblin, you're going to have a little revenge on them, right? Right, right, right. And do funny things. So she's already described some of the things. Now Puckson's going to describe some more. Thou speak'st aright. I am that merry wanderer of the night. I jest to Oberon and make him smile. So he's like Oberon's jester. Right, he's right? like the fool. He's there to make Oberon happy. Yep. I jest to Oberon and make him smile when I a fat and bean-fed horse beguile, neighing in the likeness of a filly foal. So beguile means distract. Mm -hmm. So he's like, pretends that he's a little filly in the field. And the big fat horse goes, what? <laughs> right? <laughs> goes over to it. And Oberon laughs and laughs. And sometime lurk I in a gossip's bowl, in very likeness of a roasted crab. And when she drinks, against her lips I bob, and on her withered dewlap pour the ale. <laughs> That's great. So he says he comes in the, you know, looking like a crab in the bowl of crab soup that this old lady's drinking, and he splashes the soup off onto her dewlap. Okay, so <laughs> I have a dewlap now, I'm mm, sad to say, but to I, say. I do. So uh, when people get older and their skin starts to lose its Soften. elasticity, right, yes. you get a little wobble thing under your chin. Under your chin, but also your dewy lap. <laughs> it's your lady bits. Where do you right. lap to from? Oh, lady bits. Lady bits. If you're doing it right. Yeah, but of course the old lady has a withered dewlap. Her <laughs> shriveled up cunt, unfortunately. <laughs> and that's where he dropped his soup. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, fuck. 
Um, the wisest ant telling the saddest tale, sometime for three-foot stool mistaketh me. <laughs> oh my god. What, what makes um what makes a two-legged thing into a three-legged thing? <laughs> A penis. It, it could be a cane, but it is a penis in this it case. It is a penis, and sometimes they use the word three-foot fool. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So even the wisest, even the old ladies sometimes mistake him for <clears throat> <laughs> a, a nice bit of, you know, dildo uh- <laughs> <laughs> to play with. Little, little... Yes, rock hard, tiny, tiny rock hard penis. penis. Yes, there we go. And then, and if you had any doubt that this is what he's talking about, listen to this next line, okay? Then slip I from her bum. Excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> We're having anal sex now. Clearly. Clearly. <laughs> and the groundlings yeah, are And the groundlings howling. are dying laughing yeah. at this point, yeah. right? Then slip I from her bum, down topples she, and Taylor cries and falls into a cough. (laughs) She starts to fart because whatever was in her ass just came out. (laughs) So falls into a cough, could be coughing, but it means actually farting loudly. And everybody is fucking losing their shit here now because he even describes it. And then the whole choir hold their hips and laugh. And waxing in their mirth and knees and swear, a merrier hour was never wasted there. So waxing means they increase their laughter. You know how when you start to laugh and you just can't stop and, yeah. and everybody starts to laugh and then it gets contagious. That's what happening is happening here when right. the three-foot fool falls out of this lady and she starts to fart. <laughs> Come on, it's the best. It's the best scene ever. And then he's like, oh shit, but room fairy, here comes Oberon. And here my mistress would that he were gone. Yeah, so clearly all of the courtiers in these two courts are enjoying being together. It's just the two the royal, fighting, right? Yeah. yeah. Ill met by moonlight, proud Titania. What? Jealous Oberon? Fairy skip hence. I have forsworn his bed and company. I swore we weren't fucking anymore, and get the hell out of my way. We are not. <laughs> Let's get out of here, girls. Yeah, we're sworn his bed. Wow. Terry, rash wanton, am not I thy lord? Then I must be thy lady. But I know when thou hast stolen away from fairyland and in the shape of corn, sat all day playing on pipes of corn and versing love to amorous Phyllida. Yeah, so she, I know when you used to do these things. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's just talk about Rash Wanton, though. He calls her impetuous, willful hoe. Oh, right. <laughs> you stop right there, you hoe. <laughs> and then she's like, oh, if you're my lord, then I must, must be. be. But I happen to know that, that you he... also flirt around with all of these have other been girls. skipping out of my bed like i it's not like i didn't notice you weren't in my bed yeah bitch so she's describing where you left fairyland and you sit it, corin is just a, a pastoral name a common you know shepherd like, name you pretended to be a shepherd and you were playing on the pipes and you know courting this other philida philida is also a common name for just a you know common wench yeah yeah uh, why art thou here Come from the farthest step of India, but that forsooth, the bouncing Amazon, your buskined mistress and your warrior love to Theseus must be wedded, and you come to give their bed joy and prosperity. Mm, so they're both recently come from India. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and who's the bouncing Amazon? That would be Hippolyta. Hippolyta. So she's saying... You're in love with Hippolyta, and you came here, and she's she's not being nice here. She's like, no. oh, right, your love is marrying some other dude, and you came to give them your happy blessing. Sure you did. Yeah. Jealous fuck. <laughs> yeah. And buskined are, buskins are half boots made out of leather. Mm-hmm. So he's describing, she's describing Hippolyta and Oberon. So, oh, yeah, fuck. <laughs> fuck you. How canst thou thus for shame to Tanya? Glance at my credit with Hippolyta, knowing I know thy love to Theseus. Yeah, so glance at my credit means cast aspersions on my good name by accusing me with Hippolyta. So he's like, you're shaming me with Hippolyta, and I'm going to shame you now. Because yeah. I know you love Theseus. And now he's going to describe so I'm just gonna, all the things. Yeah, I'm just going to point out here, you know, 
they lived for millennia. Yeah, yeah they're immortals. Fucking lots of different people. Yeah. Fucking each other. They're primaries, but but they, they you know, if you're immortal. Yeah, it's got to get boring after. Yeah, you right. can't sleep with the same person for a thousand years. I mean, right. come on. So the point is, they all, they both know that the other one has been fucking around, but it was okay until this. Yeah. And now he's going to describe her affairs with Theseus. Didst thou not lead him through the glimmering night from Perigenia, whom he ravished, and make him with fair Aegles break his faith, with Ariadne and Antiope? So these are all different women that Theseus was involved with, and Titania lured him away from each one of them. That's what Oberon's saying. Yeah. These are the forgeries of jealousy. Good. What are forgeries? Well, two different things. Yeah. Right? Because forgeries are things that are made in forges. Yeah. But they're also... The forged themselves. Yeah. yeah, But but they're they're also... They're also... A forgery is like a... A fake. A fake. Yeah. But these, I think she's talking about all of these words that we're saying to each other are the kind of place that heats up anger and jealousy, Mm -hmm. right? Now, she's going to have a beautiful, long, enormous, gigantic, gorgeous speech that is just full of shit you guys won't understand. So be patient. We're going to go through it, okay? And also, this this speech is a nice thing to do for a paper because of all of the imagery that gets brought up in it. And very much points to the writer knowing so much about country life, because this is what... He's not an earl. No. No. Fuck that. Fuck that. Okay, here we go. <laughs> here we um, go. And I, again. I hope, I hope I'm, I'm going to do this okay. Oh, this please. Is, it's beautiful and hard. Um, these are the forgeries of jealousy. And never since the middle summer's spring met we on hill, in dale, forest, or mead, by paved fountain, or by rushy brook, or in the beached margent of the sea, to dance our ringlets to the whistling wind. But with thy brawls thou hast disturbed our sport. Great. So let's get that much. Middle summer, spring, just the beginning of of midsummer, which is recent because they're in midsummer's, almost in midsummer's eve, right? Right. So never since that time, um, hill, dale is a valley, mead is a meadow, um, rushy means full of rushes, rushes right. but also fast moving. So you can, the language describes exactly the things that and it is, right? It's, right. It sounds good, yeah. right? Rushy. Rushy. Look. Yeah. Beautiful. On the beached margent, the, the border mm-hmm. of the sea, mm-hmm. right? And they were dancing and every time Oberon shows up, he Starts a fight. Yep. Mm-hmm. Starts a fight. He he destroys their fun. Yeah. Therefore, the winds, piping to us in vain, as in revenge, have sucked up from the sea contagious fogs, which falling in the land have every pelting river made so proud that they have overborne their continents. Good. Pelting is just paltry. So any uh, any tiny little river was flooding over. Right. Because, you know, the winds have worked up the waters so that they flood over their banks. Right. Uh, The ox hath therefore stretched his yoke in vain. The plowman lost his sweat, and the green corn hath rotted ere his youth attained a beard. Yeah, so all of the humans and the animals who are laboring to make the plants grow have all done this for nothing because the plants are not growing. The corn hasn't gotten ripe. That's, you know, it gets that fringe of fuzz on the top of it when it's ripe. That's his beard, yeah. The fold stands empty in the drowned field and crows are fatted with the murian flock. Murian is a disease, a cattle disease, so the crows are eating the dead Cattle mm-hmm, and because, sheep, right? Because yeah. they're dying. The nine men's morris is filled up with mud, and the quaint mazes in the wanton green, for lack of tread, are undistinguishable. Good. So these are both games. The nine men's morris is a field game that was played in squares where they hopped from one square to the other. Um, the quaint mazes is also a maze of green plants. You know, you've seen those like at, at Renaissance fairs, yeah, corn maybe mazes. perhaps. Corn mazes where boys had to run through them and the first one through was the winner, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, the wanton green here, wanton just means luxurious, luxuriant, beautiful green things. Mm-hmm. But nobody has played in these things. Lack of tread. Nobody has been in them because they're full of water and mud. And so you can't even tell where they are anymore. Yeah. Right? Uh, the human mortals want their winter cheer. Now let's talk about this. Yeah. So oftentimes people put here 
Mm-hmm. It, I think it depends on the version you're looking at. Yeah. Yeah. But um, the word cheer kind of continues that theme of nobody's having any fun. Right. 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 So nobody's having any fun during summer times or what are supposed to be the summer times. And now we have the winter and he's, she's going to describe some of the things that happen in winter that make people happy that they're not getting. Right. No night is now with him or Carol blessed. Therefore, the moon, the governess of floods, pale in her anger, washes all the air that rheumatic diseases do abound. Yeah. So him or Carol blessed. So that that would... I seem I think that the word cheer is correct because she does talk about hymns and carols, which yeah. is winter cheer. Right? right, right, right. And then, so she's used the word therefore now three times. So it's not just a, a sequitur, like to help tie one phrase to the other. She actually means therefore, like because of our anger, this thing happens. Yes. These things happen. Right. And now we're bringing in the moon who is, you know, governess of floods, which means, you know, it controls the tides, but we're bringing in the goddess Diana. Right. Who is uh, the goddess of Titania and her crowd of women, you know, and her votresses, you'll see. Right. Uh, Pale in her anger washes all the air that rheumatic diseases do abound. And thorough this distemperature, we see the seasons alter. Yeah, so fog was said to bring disease. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because, you know, it just hangs in the air and so whatever. It makes things thick. Yeah, and so nothing can blow away. Right, right, right. And then we have this great word, distemperature. Which is a disturbance in the natural order, but it's also ill temper, right? Distemper. Right. Which is their distemper. Their anger with yeah. one another. And it also is alluding to the moon's anger because she just said the moon was angry, right? right? So great word. Yeah. Three, three ways. Hoary-headed frosts fall in the fresh lap of the crimson rose. And on old Hyam's thin and icy crown, an odorous chaplet of sweet summer buds is as in mockery set. Yeah, so she said the seasons are are changing. And so we have these opposites, right? We have frost that's coming in fall that's on the rose of spring, right? right? So we've got fall and spring that are changing places. And Hyam's is the god of winter. So on his icy crown, there's sweet little summer blossoms growing. So summer and winter are changing places. And she's like, it's just like mockery. It's like it shouldn't happen. It's terrible. Right. We're destroying the world. So maybe when she says never since the middle summer spring, maybe it's a few middle summers a while ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because to them, time is not the same. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So we've had disruption of a bunch of seasons right. that has happened. Now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the spring, the summer, the childing autumn, angry winter change their wanted liveries and the mazed world by their increase now knows not which is which. Yeah. And so notice how all of her language is full of beautiful um, childbirthing imagery, mm-hmm. right? So you have this beautiful word, childing, which means fruitful or pregnant. And it's the time of harvest. Right. Uh, you know, autumn should be the time of harvest. 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 <laughs> I cannot talk either today. <laughs> right. And it's hot in here, so yeah. we're melting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, time of harvest. And the, their wanted deliveries, their customary apparel. The seasons don't even look normal. There aren't, like, you know, beautiful orange and leaves in autumn. It's just all fucked. And Mazed is amazed, mm-hmm. basically. The people are amazed. They're like bewildered. What confused. the hell is what going on? <laughs> and by their increase, so we have increase is another pregnancy term, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And by what the, the seasons produce by their increase, they, you know, the humans don't know which season are we in, for right. fuck's sake. <laughs> right. Yeah? Yeah. And this same progeny of evils comes from our debate. From our dissension, we are their parents and original. Isn't that great? So more parenting Mm -hmm. um, terms. Progeny just means children, a bunch of children, a brood. Uh, Dissension, our refusal to agree with each other. Right. And we are their parents. We're the parents of all of these things, of the the problems. And we are also the parents of the seasons. Right. And their original, we are. We are the origin of, of where all this is of all this. coming from. Yeah. 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 Incredible. And so, with these last few lines, she brought up children and parents, and it brings Oberon right to the point, mm-hmm. right? He gets to talk about exactly what he wants then. 
Do you amend it, then. It lies in you. Fix it, bitch. Why should Titania cross her Oberon? I do but beg a little changeling boy to be my henchman. Set your heart at rest. Yeah, isn't that great? <laughs> like, he could have gone on, and she just shuts him down. Fuck off. <laughs> Ain't happening, motherfucker. Not happening. The fairyland buys not the child of me. <laughs> you couldn't fucking buy him with all of your wealth, the entire fairyland. Yep. His mother was a votaress of my order. And What's a votaress? Like a, like a, 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 a someone who uh, d devotes their, their life. life to a goddess or a god or a, yeah. or a fairy queen. Yeah. Yeah. So it's more common to hear the word votary, which means a monk, like a monk. Right. You know, who makes vows and devotes themselves to service of a certain kind of right. e either god or, yeah. So votaress is But a also woman. interesting yeah. that she has, she's the fairy queen, but she is, like we said earlier, Worshipped like also. a goddess. Yes. Right. Uh, and in the spiced Indian air by night, full often hath she gossiped by my side and sat with me on Neptune's yellow sands, marking the embarked traitors on the flood. When we have laughed to see the sails conceive and grow big-bellied with the wanton wind. It's so lovely. Yeah, it is. So it's a description of how they used to hang out, right? Yeah. In the spiced Indian air. I love that. Yeah. The Indian smell, you know, the Indian air that smelled of all the spices that they use. And Neptune's yellow sands. Oh, at the, the beach. beach, right? Mm -hmm. And I love marking the embarked. That's traders, such good yeah. sound. Marking yeah. the embarked, right? Yeah. Embarked means on board, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. And the traders. And then they, uh, the, as soon as they're ready to set sail, the sails billow out, right? Yep. And so conceive they bulge right mm -hmm. and it's childbearing imagery again and grow big bellied with the wanton it's like the wind impregnant impregnates the them. cells sails. wanton sails. is amorous in this case yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. loving which she with pretty and with swimming gait following her womb then rich with my young squire would imitate and sail upon the land to fetch me trifles and return again as from a voyage rich with merchandise. Yeah, I love this because this votaress gets to actually interact with the person that she worships, yep. right? Which is so cool. She got to be with the goddess. Right. That's so neat. And, and she looks like she looks like those sailboats, right? Because yeah. she's big bellied with the baby and she's floating across the land to get little trinkets and trifles and to please her. To yeah. yeah. But she, being mortal, of that boy did die. And for her sake do I rear up her boy. And for her sake I will not part with him. Yeah, so she really waxed poetic and beautiful. And so we can see how much this baby means to her. And he means nothing to Oberon. Yeah, he just wants it because he's jealous. He just wants him like a possession, right? Mm-hmm. And we have this emphasis of rep repetition, right? Mm -hmm. For this her sake. This is the reason. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So Oberon changes tack. How long within this wood intend you stay? Perchance till after Theseus' wedding day. If you will patiently dance in our round and see our moonlight revels, go with us. If not, shun me and I will spare your haunts. Yeah, so she's hanging around till Theseus gets married. That's only another four days. And our round is our circle dance. So if you want to join us and dance. Come join. Yeah, please, you're welcome. Yep. But if if you don't want to join us, yeah, then I'm just going to stay the fuck away from you. Yeah. Yeah. Give me that boy and I will go with thee. Not for thy fairy kingdom. Fairies away. We shall chide downright if I longer stay. Yeah, chide is to quarrel. quarrel. So it's like, you think this was fighting? No. If I stay longer, it's going to be worse. And out she goes yeah. with all of her people. Yeah. Well, go thy way. Thou shalt not from this grove till I torment thee for this injury. My gentle puck, come hither. Thou rememberest, since once I sat upon a promontory and heard a mermaid on a dolphin's back, uttering such dulcet and harmonious breath that the rude sea grew civil at her song, and certain stars shot madly from their spheres to hear the sea maid's music. What did you hear a lot of? Wow. Right? So now he's telling a secret, maybe. 
whispering to Puck, you know? Yeah. Here's something I'm going to tell you in secret, very confidentially. Right. Yeah. So he's describing this time. And notice the rhyming has fallen away. Yeah. Why is that, do you think? He's telling a secret and he's showing his devious thought process, perhaps. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's not fun and lighthearted yeah. right now. He's he's even though he's talking about beautiful things, mermaids and dolphins and yeah. But he is setting up the action of something ugly. Right. Yeah. Um, so he's describing this time. Since just means when. You remember this time when I was sitting on a promontory, it's just a piece of land that sticks out into the water, mm-hmm. and I was listening to a mermaid that was riding a dolphin. What and it was fuck? beautiful. It was awesome. <laughs> Dulcet is sweet and soothing, so I was listening to this beautiful music, and even the rude sea, the crazy sea, calmed, calmed down just to listen to her. And stars, like, shot out of the sky to join her, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Puck... I remember. That very time I saw, but thou couldst not. <laughs> That's an inter- interesting. And he's going to talk about Cupid. Um, that it's a definition of powers. Like Oberon can see the gods and Puck cannot. Yeah. So Puck is closer to human than to fairy, I think. And you Oberon know? is a demigod. Yeah. Yeah. That very time I saw, but thou couldst not, flying between the cold moon and the earth, Cupid, all armed, a certain aim he took at a fair vestal throned by the west. <laughs> What's a vestal? A virgin. A virgin. <laughs> throned by the west, like a, a virgin sitting in the setting sun. Mm-hmm. Gorgeous imagery, mm-hmm. right? And so now the what he's going to describe here is actually... Uh, a passage that describes a time where Queen Elizabeth was visiting in a country house and being entertained on someone's lake in lovely boats, and they were rowing her around. And so he's talking about her, this mm. vestal, this virgin is Queen Elizabeth. Nice. Well, she was a do- devotee of Diana because Diana's the goddess of chastity, right? Yep. Although she wasn't chaste, but that's okay. Yes, well, that's okay. She was called the Virgin Queen. Yes. We all know that's not true, but it's fine. Yeah. But a vestal means someone who's devoted, right? Yep. Also, like yep. a votaress. Yeah. Yep. So, a certain aim he took at a fair vestal throned by the west and loosed his love shaft smartly from his bow. Love shaft. Love shaft. <laughs> what is a love shaft? It's a penis, it's Aaron. It's a penis. I think it's a penis. <laughs> I mean, she means Cupid's uh, arrow. arrow yeah, yeah. I mean, he. Pope Ron. Yeah. yeah. Loosed his love shaft smartly from his bow as it should pierce a hundred thousand hearts. But I might see young Cupid's fiery <laughs> shaft quenched in the chaste beams of the watery moon. <laughs> so who intervened? Diana. The goddess said, no, 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 that arrow is not going into Queen Elizabeth. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> and the imperial votaress passed on in imperial. meditation. Yeah. Imperial. So she's, Yeah. She's, that's her status, mm-hmm. right? She's almost an emperor. Mm-hmm. But she's also a votaress to the state. Correct. So she worships the state of England, and yeah. that is her god. Yep. Right? Yep. The imperial votaress passed on in maiden meditation, fancy free. I love that. <laughs> she was just oblivious to all of this drama that was going on <laughs> above her head. Right? <laughs> Yet... Marked I, where the bolt of Cupid fell, it fell upon a little western flower, before milk-white, now purple with love's wound, and maidens called it love in idleness. So they call it flaccid penis. No. (laughs) They also call it pansy. (laughs) Love in idleness was another name for the pansy flower, but idleness is, you know, not working, right? Yep. Fetch me that flower, the herb I showed thee once, the juice of it on sleeping eyelids laid, will make or man or woman madly dote upon the next live creature that it sees. Okay, so notice the words together, madly dote. Dote means to fall in love. Mm -hmm. And madly is like with insanity. Yeah. So you will love this person because you have a mental illness that is brought on by this flower. It's not a happy little, hey, joy, I, joy, yeah, I fell in love. love with someone. It's yeah. torture. Right. And I want you to keep that in mind because this is going to happen to a number of characters in the, in the play, in the wood. Okay? Right. Not only to Tanya, some others. Yeah. 
And this person, this poor victim, whoever has this juice of the flower on them, falls in love with anything that lives, that moves. So bulls and apes and whatever. Birds and... A dragonfly. Yeah. <laughs> so Oberon is sending Puck in search of this thing. Fetch me this herb, and be thou here again, ere the Leviathan can swim a league. Leviathan is an enormous creature. Sea creature. Sea creature, like a whale of some kind. But big. Big, yeah. I mean, whales are big, but big, big, big. Yeah, and he wants this thing back with him before that thing can swim a league, which was, what, three miles? Yeah, almost. That thing is almost three miles long anyway, so. Yeah. <laughs> and Puck, listen to how fucking fast he is. I'll put a girdle around the earth in 40 minutes. You're right. I can go all the way around. Yeah. You can look and there are debates online. It's like, who's faster, Puck or, you know, Superman and stuff. Like, I don't think Superman could fly around the whole Earth in 40 minutes. No, no. Puck's definitely faster. All right. So then Oberon's alone and he's telling the audience what he's going to do now. Having once this juice, I'll watch Titania while she is asleep and drop the liquor of it in her eyes. The next thing then she waking looks upon, be it on lion, bear, or wolf, or bull, on meddling monkey, or on busy ape, she shall pursue it with the soul of love. Oh, he's loving this, right? Yeah. He's getting a heart on you. Yeah, right. He's just so excited. <laughs> and ere I take this charm from off her sight, as I can take it with another herb, just so you know, I can fix this shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's if not permanent. To. Yeah. <laughs> I'll make her render up her page to me. This fucker. Yeah, he's a fucker. This fucker. Yeah. So in the middle of her madness, he's going to ask her again, give me that boy. And she's going to be like, sure, sure. I just want this whatever I'm falling in love with. Right? <laughs> Torturously in love with. And then he hears something coming. And he says, but who comes here? I'm invisible. And we'll overhear the conference. I love that. <laughs> I am invisible. Ta-da! <laughs> well, it's like to tell the audience, right? Right, right. You can't. Right. They can't see me now. You yeah. can see me, but you they can't see me. You can see me, but see they me. can't. Yeah, right. Just so you know. Right. So don't, you don't have to have any, like, floosh, pash, whatever, you know, yeah. like crazy effects. He just says he is, and he is. Yeah, right. That's exactly. it. All right. So enter Demetrius and Helena. Yeah. So I'm Demetrius. I love thee not, therefore pursue me not. Where is Lysander and fair Hermia? The one I'll slay, the other slayeth me. Thou toldst me they were stolen into this wood, and here I am, and would within this wood, because I cannot meet my Hermia. Hence, get thee gone and follow me no more. Great. So you guys will see that there's a word in there that's W-O-D-E, but that's also pronounced wood. So he's said the word wood three times. So what's happening to him? It's a holy hard-on. Yeah. <laughs> it's a blessed hard-on. <laughs> he, he's like, I got a boner that needs tendon and I need to find Hermia. <laughs> Helena. You draw me, you hard-hearted adamant. <laughs> hard-hearted. Yeah, she sees that boner and she wants it, baby. <laughs> and an adamant is the hardest substance. So it's a lodestone or a magnet that draws other metals, right? So she's like, yeah, not only is it hard, but it's the hardest. <laughs> yeah. But yet you draw not iron, for my heart is true as steel. Leave you your power to draw, and I shall have no power to follow you. So my heart, my little cunt, is true as steel, right? <laughs> yeah, you're it's not drawing best. iron. Yeah, you're it's drawing the best. steel, baby. And you're in control. She's giving him all the control. Yeah. Right? You can change the situation yeah. anytime you want. Do I entice you? Do I speak you fair? Or rather, do I not in plainest truth tell you I do not nor cannot love you? And even for that, do I love you the more? <laughs> so tell me horrible things and I'll love you more. Poor Hannah. Mm -hmm. I am your spaniel, and Demetrius, the more you beat me, I will fawn on you. Use me but as your spaniel, spurn me, strike me, neglect me, lose me, only give me leave, unworthy as I am to follow you. Wowie. Wowie. <laughs> Wowie. We got all kinds of interesting sexual <laughs> habits in there, don't we? Kink, kink, kink. 
we're not kink shaming. No, we're not. We're just we're pointing just them out. Pointing them out. We got bestiality, right? We got I'm a dog, and then we have the word fawn, also a little baby deer, right? Um, and, and also think about BDSM. There, there are people in BDSM who do puppies or kittens, right? Like they pretend they're, yeah, yeah that's a thing. It's a thing. So yeah. we got sadomasochism. Yeah. I'm unworthy. Go ahead and beat me up, you know? Yep. What worse place can I beg in your love? So if you had any doubt, she puts in the word beg. She is on her, her knees. knees. Right. Okay. And yet a place of high respect with me that then to be used as you use your dog. Tempt not too much the hatred of my spirit. Good. So his first word is tempt. Yeah. Do you think he's interested? Well, I I think, you know, okay, little side note here. I truly believe that people with penises have just as much ability to tame their lust as people who have vulvas. I I don't, but I think that this is about that, right? Like you, I have this boner, you are on your knees in front of me with my boner in your face, and this is so tempting because even though I don't love you, to get a blowjob wouldn't be so bad. Wouldn't be so bad. I'd be okay with it. And she's speaking his language, isn't it? Yep. He's he's hasn't lost his boner because it's Helena, not Hermia. Right. Well, he used to love her. Yeah, and he used to love her. So yeah. I feel like he still does. And I'm wondering about his motives with Hermia. Is when I wonder. Okay. You know, like what what does he want from that? Is it because of Hermia's parentage? Yeah, I mean, is Hermia of higher status somehow? Is she like a trophy to be won? Maybe. You know, is he in competition with Lysander for some reason? Well, and also, you know, so we don't see Helena's uh, family at, nope. at the... And we hear him described as old Nader. Right, right. Right? Right. Yeah. And Aegeus is um, a henchman to Theseus, so maybe there's more status there, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. So is this just, it's just bullshit, and he loves Helena, but he's just like... I think Gone maybe that's digging. true. Yeah. He thinks he's doing the right thing. Yeah. Uh, for I am sick when I do look on thee. Yeah, and so he says he's sick, he, that she makes him sick, but I also think there could be lovesick, right? Yeah. Right, he loves her but pursues yeah. Hermia. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, maybe. You see, again, director and actor gets yeah. to make the choice. Makes the choice, yeah. And I am sick when I look not on you. You do impeach your modesty too much. To leave the city and commit yourself into the hands of one that loves you not. To trust the opportunity of night and the ill counsel of a desert place with the rich worth of your virginity. Yeah, so notice there's no rhyming here either. Nope. This is dark. This is ugly. Yeah? Yeah. And so impeach is discredit, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. So you are are doing bad things that will... Hurt your, back, yeah. hurt your reputation, right? And also could p- potentially actually really hurt you. Yeah. You know, because he, he uh, you're putting yourself whole, wholly into the hands of somebody who doesn't love you in the nighttime, in the forest. And could do something that right. we'll both regret. Right. Yeah. So he's thinking of raping her, but, you know, it isn't. But he's wrestling with that, and he's telling her point blank that this is what could happen to you. If you're not careful, right? And she answers, Your virtue is my privilege, for that it is not night when I do see your face. Therefore, I think I am not in the night. So your virtue is my privilege. That's a weird phrase. Yeah, it is. Um, It's your your excellence in my eyes is my warrant for doing this thing, for coming after you. But... Your virtue is also your virginity. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like she's like, yeah, I'll take your virginity. Like It'd be saying, my maybe you're a, vir- you're a virgin too. Yeah. Um, and then she says that he lights up the night, right, mm-hmm. for her. Mm-hmm. Nor doth this wood lack worlds of company, for you and my respect are all the world. Then how can it be said that I am alone when all the world is here to look on me? 
Yikes. <laughs> so she, you are everything. But there's also like the I, mushrooms and the squirrels uh, and yes, the, everybody the, will watch us having sex. Yeah. Woo, that's a little bringing hot. Bringing in a little voyeurism yeah, here, too. You that's know? a little hot. She's got all kinds of active kink life here. Yeah, right. She? And Demetria says, I'll run from thee and hide me in the brakes and leave thee to the mercy of wild beasts. Yeah, I think he's. I think she makes him nervous, yes. too. Yes. You know? She's very sexual, and he's like, I... <laughs> I'm gonna run away. I gotta go now. I I'm gonna hide in the. I'm gonna hide in the bushes over here. Yeah, the brakes are the thickets. <laughs> <laughs> I think she intimidates him. <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> the wildest hath not such a heart as you. Run when you will. The story shall be changed. Apollo flies, and Daphne holds the chase. <laughs> so we're going to flip the story of a would-be rape. So the story of Apollo and Daphne is that Apollo was chasing this wood nymph named Daphne and uh, in seeking to rape her. And then uh, I think Diana turned her into a, into a tree, into a linden tree. And so uh, she's saying that we'll flip this and that Daphne will be the one chasing. And then she's going to bring in other examples. The dove pursues the griffin. The mild hind makes speed to catch the tiger. Bootless speed when cowardice pursues and valor flies. Right. So a griffin is a big, scary, um, mixed beast with claws and lion, lion and head. And, right. right. Yeah. <laughs> like, so the dove pursues the lion eagle. The mild hind is like a doe. Mm-hmm. Right. Makes speed to catch the tiger. That's a reversal. Right. Yeah. Bootless speed. Yeah. It's stupid. It's just stupid if cowardice, if the cowardly thing is pursuing the valorous thing. So it's opposite to how it should be, right? I will not stay thy questions. Let me go. Oh, so what's happening? He's pulling away from her. She's She's holding holding him. him. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm not going to stay here. You can't hold me. Let it go of me. Or if thou follow me, do not believe, but I shall do thee mischief in the wood. Yes, I will rape you if you follow me. <laughs> he's aroused and he's excited by all this, but he doesn't know what to do with it. Yeah, he doesn't he doesn't want to hurt her. But certainly if he's a virgin and she's talking to him like this, it's a little much. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> And she gets angry now. I, in the temple, in the town, in the field, you do me mischief. Fie, Demetrius. Fuck. Fuck! <laughs> You're fucking with me, right? Mm-hmm. Your wrongs do set a scandal on my sex. We cannot fight for love, as men may do. We should be wooed, and we're not made to woo. And off Demetrius goes, yeah. running. <laughs> so your wrongs set a scandal. He's forcing her to pursue, and it's not feminine right she's not she should be wooed and was not made to woo yeah right so you're making me do these things you're making me say this stuff because you won't do it yeah and then he goes and (laughs) i'll follow thee and make a heaven of hell we talked about this. Uh, yes, what what's is a hell? hell? Vagina. Yeah, it's a dark hole down dark there. Dark hole down there. Yep. Yep. To die upon the hand I love so well. <laughs> All right, we talked about how orgasm is little death, right? Didn't dying, we, Didn't yes. we talk about that in Romeo and Juliet? Yes, yes. dying is to have an orgasm, so she wants to be finger-fucked at least, <laughs> at least, upon the hand. But hand is also a, another word for penis. So some way or another, I'm going to get mine. <laughs> and I'm chasing you off into the woods. Yep. <laughs> And invisible Oberon is like, yeah, you get yours, girl. Do it. (laughs) Fare thee well, nymph. Ere he do leave this grove, thou shalt fly him, and he shall seek thy love. Uh, I'm going to fix this fuck. (laughs) Yeah. So he stays with the Daphne theme. He's got the nymph word in there, right? Yeah. And here comes Puck, because he's fucking fast, right? (laughs) (laughs) Hast thou the flower there? Welcome, wanderer. Aye, there it is. I pray thee, give it me. Oh, he's very excited. That's a shared line, so he's like, give it to me. <laughs> now. And he has this beautiful description of where Titania sleeps. Mm. I know a bank where the wild thyme blows, where oxlips and nodding violet grows, quite Overcanopied with luscious woodbine, with sweet musk roses, and with eglantine. So these are all flowers that have deeply musky smells, beautiful, sensual look to them. So they're just incredibly sexy. Mm. 
There sleeps Titania some time of the night, lulled in these flowers with dances and delight. And there the snake throws her enameled skin, weed wide enough to wrap a fairy in. So again, fairies are small enough to sleep in a discarded snakeskin. And with the juice of this, I'll streak her eyes and make her full of hateful fantasies. Fantasize. Fantasize. <laughs> yeah, so the, the rhyming is coming back now. Yeah. He's like, we're just going to have a little fun. It's just going to be fine. Take thou some of it and seek through this grove. A sweet Athenian lady is in love with a disdainful youth. Anoint his eyes. But... Do it when the next thing he espies may be the lady. Thou shalt know the man by the Athenian garments he hath on. Effect it with some care that he may prove more fond on her than she upon her love. So give him a healthy dose, yeah, right? And make him. sure yeah. <laughs> make sure that Helena is the next thing that he's going to see, right? right? Yep. He wants to really torture Demetrius, <laughs> right? And look, thou meet me ere the first cock crow. <laughs> Before all this sex starts happening, yeah. come back. Yep. Fear not, my lord. Your servant shall do so. Little rhyming couplet. We're all done. Yeah. Yeah. We're all done. It's crazy. Yeah. They're setting it up. There's a whole lot of sex going to happen any minute now. I love this play. Yeah, I know. Oberon loves this. He loves making these things happen, right? So if if they are responsible for all of the procreation in the world, this is their job. It's part of it. You're right. It's what they do. Right? It's what they do. It's we what make they people live fuck. for. We make people fuck. Yeah. All right. So um, until next time. Yeah, where we see all of these things start coming together. Ha! <laughs> little fun. <laughs> little joke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I swear to God, I really am a seven-year-old boy. No. <laughs> so fun. With a dewlap. Just say the word cock. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Right. Well, I'm Erin. And I'm Diana. And this is Fuck Shakespeare. For additional fun shit from Fuck Shakespeare, you can head to our website at fckshakespeare.com. Or find us on Instagram at fckshakespeare. If you are enjoying this podcast, you could support us for as little as 99 cents per month. Just click the support button on the page on Spotify or Anchor. Tell your friends. <laughs>